ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus our Lord and our Savior and to family, friends and foes and yes, even foes in the family. And to the standing between the living and the dead service family members. The standing between the living and the dead prayer, devotional, memorial, family, evangelistic service family members, my beloved. Uh, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International, with the White House daily reading of the Chronological Bible, episode number 530, if you will, where I simply read the Holy Bible in the King James Version each day, in chronological order. This unique viewpoint allows us to read the whole Bible as a single true story, a non-fiction, a single true non-fiction story, and to see the unfolding of God's plan in history. Today, my beloved, we are reading 1 Kings chapter 8, verses 12 through 21. Shall we pray for God's strength, unction, anointing, and leadership as we prepare to read his word? Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, Hallowed be your name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And Lord, I praise you and I thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy. I praise you and I thank you for your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, your Holy Spirit, and your Holy Word. And for all of the millions and many and manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon us down through the years. I praise you and I thank you for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon us. down through the years. And Holy Father God, we who are saved humbly confess our sins, our failures, and our faults unto you. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us of our sins and our faults and failures as we from our hearts by your grace 
Forgive those who have sinned against us. And Lord, we pray that you'd wash and cleanse our hearts and our minds, our souls, and our spirits and our consciences in the precious blood of Christ. Make us to be whiter than snow on the inside for those of us who are truly born again. And Lord, we pray for the salvation of those among us and around us, in our families and in our churches, uh, who say they're saved, but they're not. And Lord, we pray that you would save those who are lost in the church and outside of the church. And Lord, I pray a special prayer for my wife, Marika White, uh, who I believe uh, is not saved, religious, did religious activity, but is not born again. And so, Lord, I pray that you would open her blinded eyes and unstop her deaf ears and help her to lay aside uh, her uh, Pharaoh-styled, Jamaican-styled pride, which is full of stubbornness and rebelliousness and witchcraft and uh, the rest. So, Lord, help her to humble herself down and uh, to stop the cursing and the uh, uh, bad attitude and the bad spirit repent of her sins, and come to know your Savior so that she can have a sweet, sweet spirit all of the time uh, without a whole lot of effort from her, depending upon the power of your Holy Spirit. And so, Lord, I do pray that you will save those who are lost in our family. And Lord, uh, uh, open their blinded eyes and stop their deaf ears and save their souls. And Lord, I pray this morning that you would cast out the devil and the demons of hell and the satanic demonic spirit of Judas, Jezebel, Sanballat, and Tobias. Lord, out of her life and out of the lives of other people in my family and out of the lives of all people who name the name of Christ, open blinded eyes and stop deaf ears, and save the souls of these people. Those of us who are saved, Lord, revive us again, restore us again, renew us again. And Lord, help us to get out of a backslidden state if we need to. And Lord, I do pray that you would rebuke and bind the devil, his demons and his hosts. Lord, from each and every one of us who name the name of Christ, and rebuke and bind the devil, his demons, and his hosts from every aspect of the ministry that we're doing right now and that we're going to do in the by your grace within the next two hours or so. And so, Lord, help everybody to do their part. We pray that you'd give us sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. Help us all to be sober-minded, vigilant, and watchful. And uh, help us to keep, uh, to stay alert, and to be sober-minded. And Lord, we 
I pray that you would uh, indeed give us sweet victory over the world, the flesh, and the devil. And Lord, deliver us today, those of us who are saved from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, and to do right. And to do that which is pleasing in your sight. And, uh, Lord, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. I also pray that you'd grant us your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our sins and to get back to you, our first love. And, uh, Holy Father God, we pray for the salvation of the lost for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick, for the comfort of the grieving. <clears throat> and uh, the morning, enjoy them, Lord, to yourself for salvation. And uh, Holy Father God, we also pray that you would uh, lift our burdens, cares, worries, and anxieties from our feeble hearts and fill us with your peace, your strength, and your joy. And, uh, Holy Father God, we pray that you would grant us your grace and your strength and the power of your Holy Spirit to uh, confess our sins and to repent of our sins and to do right by you. And then, Lord, please deliver us from all of our afflictions and distresses. Deliver us, Holy Father God, from all of our tribulations and troubles and trials and temptations and tests. And help us, Lord, to learn the lessons you want us to learn and help us to go through it with good cheer. Not only with your joy and your peace, that passive all understanding, your joy unspeakable, unspeakable, but you called it good cheer. Uh, and Lord, help us who are born again to always be that way, by your grace and by the power of your Holy Spirit. And then, Lord, we pray that you deliver each and every one of us from spiritual and mental, physical and emotional, family, financial, uh, student loan debt, student progress problems. And, Lord, deliver us, Lord, also, for, and deliver millions of people from a housing crisis, a food crisis, a medical crisis, and a utility crisis, even though some are already in that around the world. And, Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, bless and protect our family as a whole, and bless and protect uh, other Christian family members and their families in the same way and bless and protect us all from uh, ourselves, our flesh and the devil and from the demons of hell and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church and evil people in the world. Place upon us the whole arm of God, surround us with the band of your holy angels and a wall of your holy fire, cover us and cleanse us 
through the precious blood of Christ and make us, Lord, to be whiter than snow on the inside. In Jesus Christ's name, I do pray that you would lift our burdens, cares and worries and anxieties and fill us with your peace and joy and help us to give you your and give you all of the glory, praise, and honor, and to lift up your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, that others may come to know him as Savior. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing, Thus saith the Lord, the Word of God, the Holy Bible. I do not know about you, but I am in awe of the Holy Scriptures. As we read 1 Kings chapter 8, verses 12 through 21, Then spake Solomon, the Lord said that he would dwell in the thick darkness, and the king turned his face about and blessed Pardon me. Then spake Solomon, the Lord said that he would dwell in the thick darkness. I have surely built thee an house to dwell in, a settled place for thee to abide in forever. And the king turned his face about and blessed all the congregation of Israel and all the congregation of Israel stood. And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel which spake with his mouth unto David, my father, and hath with his hand fulfilled it, saying, Since the day that I brought forth my people Israel out of Egypt, I chose no city out of all the tribes of Israel to build an house that my name might be therein, but I chose David to be over my people Israel. And it was in the heart of David my father to build a house for the name of the Lord God of Israel. And the Lord said unto David my father, Whereas it was in thine heart to build a house unto my name, thou didst well that it was in thine heart. 
nevertheless thou shalt not build the house but thy son that shall come forth out of thy loins he shall build the house unto my name And the Lord hath performed his word that he spake, and I am risen up in the womb of David, my father, and sit on the throne of Israel. as the Lord promised and have built in house for the name of the Lord God of Israel. And I have set there a place for the ark, wherein is the covenant of the Lord which he made with our fathers when he brought them out of the land of Egypt. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for this moving portion of your holy word upon our hearts. And Lord, help us to meditate on it and help us to remember it and help us to learn from it, to obey it and to apply it to our lives. Thank you for the power of your holy word, help us to walk in it, to preach the whole counsel of it, and to proclaim the gospel from it. For your glory, praise, and honor, we pray that millions would hear the gospel, hear the good news, and be saved even today, all around the world. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead service family members, My beloved, this is Daniel White, the third president of Gospel Light Society International with the White House family devotional reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's classic book, Morning and Evening. This is the podcast, and this is episode number 571.
devotional the scripture passage today is Psalm 119.15. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance. Whatsoever I have said unto you, As I was saying, our devotional scripture passage today is Psalm 119.15, which reads, I will meditate in thy precepts and have respect unto thy ways. There are times when solitude is better than society. Go ahead, Spurgeon. And silence is wiser than speech. We should be better Christians if we were more alone. waiting upon God and gathering through meditation on his word. Spiritual strength for labor in his service. We ought to muse upon the things of God because we thus get the real nutriment out of them. Truth is something like the cluster of the vine. If we would have wine from it, we must bruise it. We must press and squeeze it many times. The bruiser's feet must come down joyfully upon the bunches, or else the juice will not flow, and they must well tread the grapes or else much of the precious liquid will be wasted. So we must, by meditation, tread the clusters of truth if we would get the wine of consolation therefrom. Our bodies are not supported by merely taking food into the mouth, but the process which really supplies the muscle and the nerve and the sinew and the bone is the process of digestion. It is by digestion that the outward food becomes assimilated with the inner life. Our souls are not nourished merely by listening a while to this and then to that and then to the other part of divine truth. Hearing, reading, mocking,
learning or require inwardly digesting to complete their usefulness and the inward digesting of the truth lies for the most part in meditating upon it. Why is it that some Christians, although they hear many sermons, make but slow advances in the divine life? Because they neglect their closets and do not thoughtfully meditate on God's word, they love the wheat, but they do not grind it. They would have the corn but they will not go forth into the fields to gather it. Go ahead, Spurgeon. The fruit hangs upon the tree, but they will not pluck it. The water flows at their feet, but they will not stoop to drink it. From such folly deliver us, O Lord, and be this our resolve this morning. I will meditate in thy precepts. Shall we pray? Holy Father God in heaven, uh, as always, we praise you and we thank you for this devotional time around your holy word. With your servant, he being dead, yet speaketh, the Prince of Preachers, Charles Haddon Spurgeon. And Lord, we give you all of the glory, the praise, and the honor, because you're the one who gave him the anointing and the unction to be such a blessing so powerfully that even to this day he impacts uh, your people with the word by your power and might and for your glory. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Lord, help us to remember it and never forget it. Amen. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we move over to the family verses, what I have dubbed the family verses, uh, to our family segment in this devotional time. You must understand that this whole thing grew out of a family devotional time that my wife and I and our seven children uh, have done for years, way before God gave me the liberty and the idea to do it with you. And he led me to do that because most of you don't have devotional, uh, a family devotional time or what, what they used to call the family altar. That's just the reality and the proof is in the pudding. Uh, that's why we're in the mess we're in today in the church. Uh, we have thousands of folk who want to pray only at church and read the Bible only at church. And uh, they push God and Jesus to the periphery and uh, to the outskirts of their lives the rest of the week because that's supposed to be their time. And uh, God would not have it to be so like that. That's why uh, he has broken up your life, broken up your family in some cases, broken up the church in chastisement and rebuke because you won't spend time with him. 
I bet you you have spent more time with him since the plague, the coronavirus plague has set in. Isn't that right? For sure. And so today, uh, God, in his word, is speaking to parents, especially fathers, in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4. And ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. God is the ultimate Father, and God is the one who said, you can be angry, but sin not. And uh, God knows what he has put in fathers, and he knows how fathers are wired, and, uh, and, and then he knows that we are uh, depraved, sinful beings. And so the first thing that God tells fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, to anger. Uh, and you can do that in many ways, as I have gone over that many times. Being inconsistent, being partial, acting like you. This goes for the mother and the father. Uh, I do want to remind you again that God is intentionally speaking to the fathers because the father, yea, the husband, is over the whole family, not just over uh, mommy, not just over the wife, but over the children too, and will be held responsible for the wife and the children. In other words, you can't dump the children on the wife. That's the American way, that's why we have a bunch of effeminate, effeminate boys homosexual boys and lesbian girls. You know, you're supposed to do it together. Well, you know, I have to work. Yeah, I know that's an excuse, too. Uh, you know, I have to work. Go out here and work, man, nine, ten hours a day, you know, so uh, I know all of that on my wife. Uh, yeah, I know it's, that's an excuse as well. If you love those children, guess what you'll do? You'll quit that job and start your own business because God never told you uh, you had to work for somebody. He told you that you have to work. He never told you you had to work for somebody. You, you get my drift? You understand what I'm saying to you, sir? You'll be better off. Your greatest job, your most important job is to be the husband and the father and the watchman at your house. Just recently, in the past couple of days, you know, the Bible says jealousy is the rage of a man. Police officer, decorated police officer, 
of the great men in blue, New York PD, Police Department. Strong man, handsome man, brave man. His wife, quite frankly, who to me was not that attractive, but for some reason she was messing with. Now she here she got a, a police officer as a husband. Her age, you know. So women would call him handsome, tall, dark, and handsome, strong, brave, about something, making over a hundred thousand dollars a year. But his uh, silly-minded acting wife, while he's supposed to be working, while he is working. She's running around with some young whippersnapper who works at Wendy's. Go figure. Silly mindedness, foolishness. Uh, police officer not home. Not paying attention. Bringing in the bacon and the bread and the coffee and everything else with, with, with a good salary. Wife out there fooling around with a 20-year-old dude who works at Wendy's. That's a shame before God right there. The Bible says jealousy is the rage of a man. Well, he, he suspected something. And he suspected that his wife was running around with somebody. So one day he called out sick and followed them to a hotel. Killed the 20-year-old dude. This woman got this 20-year-old boy killed. And then for some reason, inexplicable to me, the police officer turned the gun on himself. Now, God forbid that he turned the gun on anybody. But do you know that if he had turned the gun on her, they would not have prosecuted him? He would have been set free to go and marry somebody else. That's what I believe. My point is, husbands, contrary to the American way, which is not God's way, God told you you have to work to provide for your family, God never told you you had to work for somebody. Work for yourself. Employ your wife. Employ your children so that you can watch over them and protect them. I believe that's what God would rather for you to do. Then I work a nine to five, nine to five, and you just, and you know, some of you guys are just doing that because you want to get away from the woman and get away from the responsibility of raising your children. See, the, the, the American way is not God's way. And don't you ever forget it. And you fathers, provoke not your children to wrath. Don't be partial. Don't.
ever, uh, and it should not even be in your heart to be partial and, and so-called love one child more than the other. I don't even understand that. Because yeah, any child, if they sense that, then, you know, that's going to provoke them to anger and wrath. Mistreating your children. Acting like you hate your children. Don't want to say, I love you. Don't want to hug your children. Never want to spend time with your children. All of that will bring about the provoking of wrath and anger. But here's what God wants you to do. Because God knows you and God wired you. Bring them up in the nurture and, and admonition of the Lord. If you love them as you should, you will reward them when they do good. If you love them as you should, you will chastise them and rebuke them because you love them. Because if you don't do so, uh, you really can't get anything into their heads and into their hearts if you don't do both. They need to know that you love them and only in the, the only true love is God's love in your heart and they can feel that and recognize that. They don't mind, I mean, you know, no child wants to get chastised, so let me just back up off of that. But as long as they know you love them, then they will understand what's going on. I don't, I cannot tell you how they understand, but all I know is when my children have pure hearts and I chastise them and rebuke them, they spontaneously on their own will thank me a few days later in writing, in writing, they'll write me a letter and tell me how much they love me and tell me how that they thank me, or they'll say, thank you, Papa, for whipping us. I know you don't want to do it, but thank you for doing so because I know that you love us, that kind of thing. Okay, you cannot fool children, my dear friend. Uh, you parents out there who think you can bamboozle children, you can't. You can't do that. They're smarter than what you think. From the room, they can tell whether or not you love them. From the room. Okay, so let's pray now for other families. Families that don't know. God is Savior, as Jesus Christ is Savior, and families that do, and let's pray for some other people as well. Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the salvation of millions of families that don't know your Savior around the world. We pray for the revival of those who are saved to help both families, Lord, to uh, pray and read your holy word each day and to read their responsibilities, if necessary, every day to be the husband, wife, parents, and children that they need to be. 
And Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would save those who are lost, revive those who are saved, heal those who are sick, comfort those who are grieving and mourning in this country and around the globe. Pardon me, Lord. And Holy Father God, we pray for all people who name the name of Christ. Have mercy and grace upon each of us and forgive us of our sins, our failures, and our faults. Of disobeying your great commandment, Lord Jesus, in your great um, commission. For we have not had the right commitment to you. And then, Lord, I pray that you will help all of us who name the name of Christ. Help us to humble ourselves and to pray. And to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent of our wicked sins and get back to you our first love. And Holy Father God, we... Uh, pray also for not only the millions who are hurting from the coronavirus plague and the war and who are suffering very much so. We pray that you would comfort them and strengthen them. But we pray for some by name who are in that situation. Lord, we pray for the family and friends of Idaho Fire Chief John Delval. We pray for the family and friends of Texas Coach Kevin Hernandez. We pray for the family and friends of Illinois bar owner William Bucholtz. We pray for the family and friends of California teacher Christopher Trujillo. We pray for the family and friends of North Carolina firefighter Jeffrey Hager. And we also pray, Lord, for all of the people who are in uh, the Ministry of Government, from the President of the United States, be they Republican or Democrat, and all around the world, uh, Lord, and we pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And we pray for those in government that you would save those who are lost, revive those who are saved, and cast the devil and the demons of hell out of those, Lord, who have gone astray and who are out to hurt others. And uh, we pray that you would remove them as you see fit. And we thank you for those whom you have called to be police officers and sheriffs and who uh, are peace officers and uh, people who uh, sacrifice their time and their lives to protect others. We thank you for calling them everywhere. For what would this world be without uh, your, without the governments of the world doing the right thing, especially those that are doing the right thing? 
And Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray for all people who are being persecuted in this country and around the globe. Uh, Lord, uh, comfort them as only you can, protect them as only you can, deliver them as only you can, and Lord, grant them their grace in their trying hours and in their dying hours to stand firm in the faith once delivered to the saints in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And uh, Holy Father God, we uh, pray now for all of the people who have uh, sent in prayer requests down through the years. We pray your continual blessings of salvation, spiritual, family, life, financial, material, protection, provision, mental, and physical blessings. And Lord, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for a few by name. Lord, we want these blessings to fall upon all of the people who have sent in prayer requests, plus blessings regarding their answered prayer. And Lord, for Jesus Christ's sake, we pray for each and every one save those who are lost, revive those who are saved, encourage them in the faith, provide for them salvation and spiritual, uh, family and life, mental and physical, protection and provision, financial and material blessings. Heal in their lives and in their bodies as you see fit. And Lord, we pray for a few by name. We pray for Christopher, for the family and friends of North Carolina firefighter Jeffrey Hager. And Lord, we pray, well, Lord, we've already prayed for that group. Uh, now, Lord, we pray for Jillian. Please give her guidance, direction, purpose. Uh, show her what my, her calling is, brother. Give her wisdom, confidence, support, and new opportunities regarding lifestyle and all relationships. Protect her from spiritual attacks. Deliver her from unclean spirits and any curses. Help her to be closer connected to Jesus. We pray, Lord, for Stephen. Please protect him and protect his wife, Yoshe. While she is in Europe, deliver her from depression and frustration. Help her to eat properly, bless her to receive the money due her, and make a way for her uh, to come home. Bless Stephen with the money he needs. We pray, Lord, for Pastor Bushibi. Please bless, provide for, and move through the open-air gospel crusades. And give and night revival, supply for the harvest, bless him with the money needed to pay school fees and complete the pastoral training facility with tiles, painting for the walls and ceiling. Electrical lights and desks supply the round trip tickets. For this year's missionary trip, stop the swarms of locusts from invading Africa, protect Sister Fatima, from people who are trying to harm her because she got saved. Save her family. 
And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the people who have gotten saved down through the years and those who have rededicated their lives to the Lord who were saved but backslidden. And we pray that you will have all of them to grow in the faith and to stand strong in the faith and be the Christians that you want them to be. And Lord, we pray that you will uh, bless them all, the thousands who have gotten saved and made a profession of faith at the preaching of the gospel from this pulpit, and the thousands who have come back to you. We pray for Jahan, Sam, Neabutu, Isaac, Joel, Michelle, Adimolo, Maricel, Valerie, Latanja, and all of the rest. We uh, commit these souls into your hands and let your will be done in their lives and in ours. And help them to stand strong in the faith. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be preaching soon. So uh, invite family, friends, and foes to hear the gospel preached so that they can get saved before it is eternally too late. God bless you, dear friends, until next time. Now, dear friend, if you are with us today, if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, John 3.16 states, For God so loved the world, these are the words of Jesus Christ. God so loved the world, that means that if you are in this world, God loves you. That he gave his only begotten son, God gave up his only begotten son to suffer and to bleed and to die on the cross for your sins. He shed innocent blood on the cross for your sins because Jesus Christ never committed a sin in word, in thought, in attitude, or in deed. Yes, you can have a sinful attitude. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son up to suffer and to bleed and to die on the cross for our sins, however, our lies, our stealing, our lusting after people and things, coveting after people and things, what other people have, our disrespect and dishonor and disobedience and having bad attitudes towards our parents, our taking God's name in vain and so many other sins. These are just five of the Ten Commandments. If we have broke one of them, we have broken the whole law according to the Bible. Jesus died for all of our wickedness and all of our sins. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, he was speaking of himself, that whosoever believeth in him, the word whosoever means anybody at any time, the word believeth means to trust in, to have faith in him, Jesus Christ. Should not perish, that is, you will not go to hell, but have everlasting life. So, dear friend, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ today so that you can be saved from the torments of hell. For the Bible teaches that once you die unsaved, if you die without believing in Christ, 
you will immediately wake up in the torments of hell. If you want to avoid that and wake up in heaven and in the arms of Jesus Christ, if you will, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ down here. For the Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 13, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever, whosoever, that, there's that word again, whosoever, anybody at any time, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from hell. Saved to what? Saved to heaven. It's very simple to be saved, very easy to be saved, contrary to what people will tell you. You don't have to be in a church building to get saved. You don't have to join a church to get saved. You don't have to get baptized to get saved. You don't have to give any money to the church to get saved. You don't have to shake the preacher's hand. You don't have to raise your hand. You don't have to walk down the aisle. You don't have to do anything to get saved, but believe in Jesus Christ and call on his name and pray and ask him to save you. And he will do so, my beloved. If he did it for me, he'll do it for you. So believe in your heart. Only you can do that. That Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins. Was buried and rose on the third day. Pray with me the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Let's pray. Holy Father God in heaven. I acknowledge that I am a wicked sinner and I admit that I have broken your Ten Commandments. I have indeed committed some of those sins that were mentioned earlier by the preacher. And Holy Father God, I admit that I deserve to go to hell just like a criminal deserves to go to jail. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my crimes and sins. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and uh, into my spirit and save my soul. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins, was buried and rose on the third day. And Lord, I, don't, I do not understand it all, but I thank you for it all. And I believe it all. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul. And change my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to truly repent of my sins past and to truly repent of my sins present and to turn from my evil life and to follow you, Lord Jesus, in the new life. For it is in your name I do pray Amen. Mm. 
Now, dear friend of mine, if you just believed in the Lord Jesus Christ with all of your heart as your Lord and Savior, and you prayed that prayer with me and you meant it from your heart, I declare to you that based upon the Word of God, the Holy Bible, that I just shared with you, you are now saved from hell and you're on your way to heaven. Welcome to the family of God, dear friend. I want to congratulate you on doing the most important thing in life, and that is believing in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ Jesus, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John chapter 10, verse 9, uh, and this is what the book title is based on. I am the door, Jesus Christ said. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Ladies and gentlemen, until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you, is my prayer.